0: My guest today is Arthur Geese here to discuss his review of Call of Duty Advanced Warfare. My name is Justin McElroy and you're listening to Polygon's Quality Control. Welcome to the uh, welcome to the program Thank
1: you so for having you.
0: me thank you my pleasure thanks for making the time in your schedule I know this is a busy time of year for you
1: uh, yeah there's a there's a lot happening on but you pressed X to have a conversation so Press here X I to am. converse with Arthur um, yep. so
0: I, I want to set the scene here for people because I think there's a lot of curiosity about stuff like this mm-hmm. uh, why walk me through paint me a picture. Of what a review event is like. This review has <laughs> uh, have a lot of like high profile games uh, happen at a review event, um, and, and Polygon. It should be noted, doesn't let companies pay for like accommodations correct this this takes place in like a hotel typically with the companies paying for rooms and in some cases airfare we don't accept travel accommodations like that as is noted in our ethics policy but still you are at a review event to review this game so what what's that like
1: uh so typically review events are a little more reserved uh they take place in like an event hall or like a hotel ballroom or something, or a smaller area meeting room, uh, sometimes bars, uh, and some, uh, publishers like Microsoft actually have, and Ubisoft have event spaces that they'll, that they'll use for this purpose. Um, most typically multiplayer events are held for games that require multiplayer, um, ahead of time, because to be totally honest, the, act of, of sort of corralling uh, reviewers from all over the country and sometimes the world into one virtual space at the same time uh, is tantamount to herding cats. Uh, it's incredibly difficult to do and often just getting everybody in a room together to organize, especially with something where they need everybody to play the same maps at the same time with the same game modes. Uh, it just makes logistic sense to make that happen in one spot as opposed to, uh, to, to doing it online. Uh, in the case of call of duty, um, obviously multiplayer is a big part of that. Also, um, security is a big concern for them, uh, to not have the game leak. Like if some FedEx person liberated it, for example, uh, or, uh, someone just broke into somebody's apartment or stole it from a bag or a million other ways that that could happen. So a review event allows them to lock down uh, the game and also all the debug uh, development hardware that they're running it on because it's non-final. I played this game uh, I think before it went gold. Um, Although that is something whose definition is increasingly losing meaning. Um, So in the case of Call of Duty, it's always some extravagant place. Uh, and this year was at a place called Cavallo Point, which is in Sausalito, California. Um, it is essentially a historical site historical site slash nature preserve at the foot of the Golden Gate Bridge. Um, and uh, it's... Sounds picturesque. It, it is picturesque. The picture in the review for the review Uh, event sidebar was taken from the sort of boat dock uh, (laughs) at this resort. Um, There are a lot of animals. We saw lots of deer like just chilling about a hundred feet away from the the suites that we were staying in. Um, I'm not going to go into like what it cost us to, to stay there because that's probably a little too inside baseball, but you can go to the Cavallo point website and try to book a room and see for yourself, how much that cost? Um,
0: it is less than ideal. As it is <laughs> as it is
1: suboptimal uh, what we paid for that room. But with a game like Call of Duty, and um, a review like that, like you do that thing. Like it's it's worth the the investment to make that happen. And I we've probably spoken about this publicly before. Like for us, it's not so much about getting free games to review. Like that's not an issue. It's just. Having enough time in advance to get stuff done, especially at a time that's as busy as this. So,
0: now, but by and large, like you would just rather be at home, right? Like that's the thing I think a lot of people miss about these things. Like you would rather just not be at the OC or wherever the hell. Like you would rather probably just like like to be at home.
1: Um, for multiplayer, it actually is more convenient uh, to be at an event because dealing with people trying to organize multiplayer sessions over voice chat is infuriating. But um,
0: I'm saying like the luxury of the setting did not, no, was it's, not like
1: it's a pain in a, the ass
0: pull for you. It's no. a pain in the ass.
1: like, I have to it, make sure that my cats are fed. I have to make yeah. sure that like, I didn't forget anything and pack and take a bunch of stuff. And it's just, it's, it is far less is, convenient than sitting on my couch.
0: Is it hard for you? I, I, I'm pretty stringent, like, when I'm doing a review, like, I'm pretty stringent about, like, not talking to other people that are reviewing it in terms of, like, how it is. You know, like, sometimes you have to check and see if, like, a bug is something that people are, are seeing or whatever. But, like, I, I really don't like to let other people's opinions on a game sort of influence. Is it, do you take the same sort of stance and is it hard for you to sort of stay, uh, you, you know, shield yourself from that at a review event?
1: Uh. I guess it just depends. I mean, I could go to a review event and not talk to anybody. Uh, but typically that's not what happens. Um, I, I tend to find that I'm confident enough in my opinion for better or for worse. And I'm sure that it's a really annoying thing to hear for people on the internet. Um, that hearing other people express their opinions doesn't particularly bother me or really push my opinion in another direction. Um, it is good to get insight sometimes on things that I didn't think about, um, even for small practical things like how long did the game take to play through for someone else. Uh, I tend to finish games quickly, for example. Because um, you're so late. I I just get really head down and will die over and over again until I get it right. Um, yeah, but uh, but yeah, it's it's. I mean, everybody has to to do what works for them.
0: How hard is it to judge multiplayer in an event like this uh, outside of the the real world conditions in which lots of people will be playing it? Do you, after you write, uh, you know the the multiplayer component of a review like this, just based on a review event? Do you feel really confident in in what you've said, or is there some hesitancy waiting to see what it's like when the game is actually live?
1: Um, I mean, a game can be different from week to week, so. One static statement is always going to have the sort of problem of being a snapshot of a game at a point in time. Uh, typically, I think the thing that we as a site worry about more, uh, especially over the last couple of years, is online stability. Yeah. Um, and we've, I wouldn't say that we've gotten burned on that exactly this year because stuff like Plants vs. Zombies and Titanfall actually had pretty smooth launches, but stuff like Drive Club obviously didn't. Um, that wasn't really a concern here because Call of Duty has never really had a reliability problem uh, at launch. Um, the only time it ever has really had online issues was Christmas of 2007 uh, when Modern Warfare blew up way bigger than anybody expected it to and it basically took Xbox Live down for a few days around Christmas. Uh, right. And they've since made changes to their net code to make sure that that doesn't happen. And since then... Call of Duty has had a pretty flawless track record, uh, for being able to play it, um, and we'll just leave Call of Duty Elite in the darkness where Activision has taken it. Um, <laughs>
0: uh, this Call of Duty game, much like the one before it, is still straddling the generations uh between the consoles. Can you are are you able to tell a difference when you compare it to a game that is purely developed for next gen? I mean, is that is the
1: difference noticeable? Um well, first off, I haven't seen the uh, the current-slash-last-gen, or whatever you want to call it, versions of the game. I understand that there are certain differences in the campaign and probably the multiplayer, but I, I just don't know what they are. Uh, Does it suffer, though, when compared to other titles that are just de- designed for, for the current gen? You know, it's hard to say, because I haven't really played very many of them. Um, all of the big games this year have been multi-platform games, like... Alien Isolation was on Xbox 360 and PS3. and Shadow of uh, Mordor was on? Shadow of Mordor hasn't yet, but that will be a much different game. But I haven't had a chance to play Shadow of Mordor yet. But even something like Titanfall had a mm-hmm. current-gen version that was more or less faithful. Um, so it's, it's hard to say. I think that playing the campaign, uh, if I was forced to make the observation, I think that I would say it feels reined in occasionally by what could easily be technical limitations. Uh, although the game looks just fantastic. Um, which I don't get into a ton of the review because if you watch any footage, it's pretty obvious what it looks like, but the game looks incredible. Uh,
0: you mentioned Titanfall there. And that leads me right into my next question. One of our, uh, commenters in the review m- noticed that you didn't mention, uh, comparisons or draw any comparisons between this game and Titanfall. Um, it's interesting because Titanfall is developed by former Call of Duty developers right. and has some of the same, you know, uh, you know, the jump packs and, and futuristic setting has some thematic connections. Um, sure. w- when you omitting uh, Titanfall, was that intentional or were, were the comparisons just not
1: there? I think it's pretty consistent for us as a site to avoid comparisons to other games wherever possible, because it's sort of. A shortcut to description.
0: Other franchises, perhaps, yeah. more accurately, because there's plenty of Call of Duty sure. comparison. Right,
1: because you can't escape the legacy of Call of Duty when you're making a Call of Duty game. Um, and I maybe I leaned on that too heavily in the review, I don't know. Uh, but with stuff like Titanfall, I think that people are welcome to make the Titanfall comparison, and I certainly like thought about Titanfall while playing it, but they're reasonably different games, and I think if you read the two reviews, it will be clear that there were sort of some substantive differences in the way I felt about the two games, um, just to, to put a point on a couple of them. I think the mechanics in Titanfall are better. I just think that moving around those environments and using the pilots and using the, uh, the, the Titans is more interesting than the moment-to-moment play of Call of Duty uh, Advanced Warfare. But I think the progression and, uh, and loot system and cosmetic sort of setup of Call of Duty Advanced Warfare is considerably more fleshed out. Uh, and is it's a really great hook, uh, actually. I think that people are going to be surprised to find how much they want those cosmetic drops, the drops that don't technically give you anything but let you really change the way your character looks. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that you can see what everybody's characters look like in the pregame lobby. Now
0: we, uh, we, with these annualized, uh, games, sometimes there can be a bit of a, a, a fatigue, you know, feeling like you've seen it all before. Mm -hmm. What was the biggest surprise? Would you say uh, about advanced warfare for you?
1: Um, I mean, I think the, the XO abilities are like the sort of, uh, no pun intended game changer, right? The, the big changes to mobility because so much of what I think people, especially competitive players, think of as Call of Duty are just like running these lines on these paths uh, with very specific sort of points of entry and threat areas and the addition of the double jump and the boost stuff changes where you can access and who can access you at pretty much all times. And this is something that Titanfall had as well. It just makes everywhere less safe than it used to be. Um, It makes for a more unpredictable game, and I think more movement just allows for a lot more possibilities. Um, So, I think I was taken aback a little at how fully Sledgehammer is embracing that stuff, because at times it makes for a really unfamiliar Call of Duty experience. Um, It feels... Uh, often not like Titanfall so much as it does like Halo um, with weapons that kill you a lot faster.
0: Uh, I've got some questions from readers here. A lot of interest, obviously. Um, first question comes from Alex. He says, on a scale of seven to American Beauty, how much Kevin Spacey is there in the game? Is he a central villain with numerous appearances or more of an overblown
1: cameo? Um, He's not a cameo. He's in the game pretty consistently um, in a variety of capacities. I don't, I I just don't understand why Activision seems so eager to blow all of their plot points in every trailer or bit of PR that they're distributing for this game, but I don't want to sort of play into that by giving it away, but Kevin Spacey is in the game quite a bit.
0: Got a question from Zach. He said, I was wondering about the offline multiplayer options. I heard there's a mode called Combat Readiness Training that uses bots, so I was wondering how are the bots and if all the multiplayer modes are available.
1: Uh, I think you can do local lobbies. I forget if you can do them, quote, offline, but you can locally host multiplayer games with custom settings uh, in a way that is a lot more robust than I think Call of Duty previously has allowed. Uh, combat readiness mode is, is I mean, it's smart. It lets you get your feet wet with the mobility options uh, that Call of Duty allows because the gap between single-player and multiplayer isn't huge, but it's there, uh, and... In terms of what? What what kind of gap? I just think that single player doesn't encourage you to use your exo abilities all the time. Um, there's more verticality in the level design, and there's a lot more going on than I think something like Ghosts had. But it's nowhere near the sort of demands that multiplayer places on you to use the new abilities that they've given you. Um, and the combat readiness stuff allows you to play in multiplayer spaces with stuff that is not as much of a nightmare murder robot as the people that you're going to play online against. Um, and this actually combines with the other sort of small, seemingly, seemingly small, but total no brainer. Awesome addition, which is the firing range. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah,
0: Ethan asks, and this is, this is sort of touching on what you just said, but, uh, in what specific ways do the possibility enabled by the exosuit help advanced warfare to break out of the traditional call of duty mod when it comes mold, sorry, called a new mold when it comes to how individual missions are designed in the single player campaign.
1: Um, like the basic exo abilities, like double jumping and, and boosting aren't really utilized as much as I would have liked in the campaign. And I, the, maybe that's one of those sort of things that we can write off to the last gen, uh, compromises that maybe needed to be made here and there. Um, but, uh, it does allow for, for contrivances and conceits, um, elsewhere. Like in some levels, you have a different specific exo ability that allows for a totally different kind of level design than the series has seen before. And, and it actually mixes this up quite a bit to make call of duty levels that you've never seen before. And that's something that the series has really been struggling to do for a long time. Um,
0: kind of question from Brian, uh, uh, and he asks, can Call of Duty ever go back to non-double-jump-based games? Movement changes seem to be welcome with open arms. Will this work its way into Treyarch and Infinity Ward's products? I mean, I, I guess the question is, can they take the double-jump away now that they have supplied it?
1: Uh, I mean, it's... its I think that there will be a lot of scrutiny if there's another Call of Duty game without it, because its it feels really natural after using it a bunch, and I think going back to a game without it will feel a little alien until you sort of overcome that initial period of, of, uh, acclimation. Um, I would prefer that the different call of duty developers do what's best for their game. And maybe a double jump will or won't be that.
0: Uh, my last question to you, I've saved one that is impossible to answer, but Great. I'd like you to take a shot Fantastic. anyway. Uh, uh, Adam, talks about uh, you know a lot of the negativity that Call of Duty has received over the years um, and says Ghost wasn't my type of Call of Duty. And I don't think it was to most people, but is this the one that gets everyone back
1: on loving Call of Duty? That That is literally a question that I cannot answer. Uh, I will say that this is, in my opinion, the best campaign since Modern Warfare. Uh, I think that it's the most... Exciting and quote game-changing uh, additions to the series since Modern Warfare uh, and maybe Black Ops with the pick ten system. Um, it's a very smart Call of Duty game. It does not feel like it's just going through the motions. It feels like a very sophisticated, forward-thinking take on the series, and I think that uh, it it deserves to be as successful as some of the previous games did by virtue of what it's doing and how well it's doing them.
0: Arthur Geese, thank you so much for
1: joining me. Thank you for having me.
0: And thank you to you for listening. Uh, I sure appreciate it. If you could take a second to subscribe to us on iTunes and leave a rating and review there, that helps us get the word out. And maybe just share the show with a friend uh, if you you would like to do that and have somebody who you think would enjoy the program. Uh, You can still email me questions about upcoming games we have uh, in the pipeline Uh, Justin at Polygon.com we do have a quality control address but it's not working at the moment so bear with me Uh, and uh, that's going to do it for us this week for Arthur Geese I'm Justin McElroy thank you for listening to Polygon's Quality Control